Welcome, welcome to the best five-minute wine podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the sea to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the best five-minute wine podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, great minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is... We continue our conversation with Michael Jurgens and his wine adventure in the Himalayan hills of Bhutan. When all is said and done, what kind of wine are you looking to produce? We want to make, you know, wines that are going to be poured at the world's finest restaurant and cost, you know, 150 bucks and up. So $150 and above. And I was reading where you said that you're not going to make plonk. I had to look up the term plonk. Uh, Would you consider that a a derogatory term? Uh, No, I don't think plonk is necessarily derogatory. It's it's more that it's, uh, uh, you know, kind of an inexpensive wine. I think it's it's pretty much a British and Australian term. But, you know, if you were going to drink, you know, I'll have a nice glass of plonk. You know, I just want an easy drinking, you know, four dollar glass of red as opposed to something that's you know super complex that requires a lot of attention. So in your quest to become a master of wine, there are only 419 worldwide in 30 different countries. Has anybody else done what you've done and gone to a country and started a wine industry from scratch? Not, not to my knowledge, no. As a matter of fact, I don't think that there's very many countries left uh, on the planet where you could conceivably start an indus- a wine industry from scratch. Right, most places already have an effort have for you know hundreds or thousands of years. One of the things that really appealed to me about this project, you know, the Himalayas is not convenient to Los Angeles, which is where I live, but the opportunity to really be given this palette, this beautiful landscape, this wonderful terroir with nothing, and say, here, decide what this should look like. You know, should we do ice wine? Should we do big reds? Should we do? Uh, you know, sparkling. Should we do hybrids? You know, the, it, what do you think is going to be the perfect wines for for Bhutan that will express a sense of place? And that's a really cool opportunity to get to do. Like, I don't. Not too many people have gotten to do that. Oh, absolutely! What a great opportunity. So, in the time frame when you first went over there to run the marathon and you talked with them and you started the serious discussions, what are we looking at down the road from? basically seed to vine. It took about two years from the very first serious discussions that we had. I had kind of broached the topic a couple of years before that, and it took a couple of years for the country to get to the point where they're like, yeah, this seems legit. Let's let's get serious about trying to do this. And then once they had made that decision, it took about two years before we got the first six vineyards planted. And, and to your point, no, I, I absolutely was out there in the fields with not necessarily with carabiners, but like digging holes and, you know, carrying plants up and down the hills. And yeah, very exciting. As you mentioned earlier, and as you might expect, the Himalayas very mountainous. I imagine there's a, a lot of pre-work that you had to do, you know, building terraces on the sides of mountains and things and prepping everything. But where are you in the stage as far as the uh, vine progress? Six of our vineyards are in fourth leaf and two of our vineyards are in second leaf. So we actually had grapes last year, but the pandemic was going on and the borders were closed. We had grapes again this year, but you know, there's still a lot of pandemic issues, uh, particularly with India. You know, India has had quite the outbreak the last few months. And so Bhutan, because it shares a border with India, has been really uh, strategic about you know, what they let in and out of the country right now. So we'll have our first um, wine production next year. 
Well, I imagine that a country with the ambition of becoming the first country in the world with 100% organic farming, secondarily, that's going to help your wine growing experience. Yeah, the good news is, is that Bhutan has worldwide reputation for sustainable agriculture. They are really, really good farmers. In fact, many people come from other countries to Bhutan just to study how they get this kind of harmonious balance with the land. So the people there are really good at growing stuff. They just haven't grown Vitis Vinifera before. And so, you know, it's it's up to us to kind of help them understand the nuances of wine grapes. We have a pretty big team over there. I think we employed about 100 or so people this year working in the various vineyards doing stuff. And, and so that's been great that we have access to those local resources who are good and knowledgeable about agriculture. Sometimes it bites both ways though, because they're um, in their minds, the goal is to make the most and biggest fruit possible. And that's not necessarily what makes the best wine. So we've had to kind of educate them on, on some of the nuances, but it's all going well. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHism. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure.